think I might have a beverage beverage tonight. A beverage, you say? A bev. An, an adult, adult an adult beverage. An adult beverage. Okay. Um, I don't know what I want. I would love Grey Goose. But yeah, we, we don't have that. We don't have Grey Goose in the freezer. And we don't have Patron either. Those are my two. My two go-tos are Grey Goose and Patron. And I don't mean to sound snobby like when I say this, but my tummy can't handle cheap liquor. So <laughs> I have to have top shelf, you know? Right, right, right. Or I'll get sick. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. You do have a sensitive tummy. I do. Yep. But you know what's funny is my hot tummy- Hot girl problems. Hot girl problems. <laughs> Listen, baddies have stomach issues. I don't make the rules. They all do. I don't make the rules. And they're never at 100%. Never. <laughs> my, I saw this TikTok the other day that was like, my girlfriend's beige flag is that she's never feeling good. At she either She's never at 100%. She either has a headache, something's off, her tummy hurts, or she's nauseous or something. And that I've never so felt so seen in my life. Yeah. There's about four days a month where I feel in tip top shape and the rest is just god my head's kind of i don't know just something a, something's slightly, weird yeah. i just don't feel that good you know mm-hmm. and that's the curse of being a woman is our hormones just completely throw us for a loop every single day every day is a gift on earth and you know they say beige flag but you know i'm the one that has to live with these things you know yeah. i'm sorry it inconveniences other people imagine being me Never feeling just a hundred percent. So, what uh, adult beverage are you, you going to have then? Uh, we have those those spiked teas in the fridge in the garage. I might have one of those. But they all have. But they all have caffeine, and it's like eight o'clock, and I'll be bouncing off the walls. See, okay, you can't have caffeine. No, I don't like twisted tea. Let's just get that, that straight. I don't like sweet drinks. This isn't twisted tea. I know, and that's what yeah. I'm, that's what I'm getting at. These are these, okay, so Jared and I went to the liquor store the other day and there was a rep with a table and he was like, hey, I've got these new twist, uh, they're not twisted teas, but they're spiked teas and they have real black tea and they're like 8% alcohol per can uh, and they had an Arnold Palmer flavor and ladies and gentlemen, very good. They were not sweet at all. They were more like tart, like a... Arnold Palmer would be an Arnie Palmy. Yeah, Arnie uh, Palmy. Arnold Palmer alert. Arnold Bing, Palmer. Bing. <laughs> Who wants an Arnie Palmy? Um, yeah, very good. They're the a flying dog. They are really, uh, I don't know, but they are Spike really good. Teas, and I don't hard really. Hard tea. I forget the name of it. Yeah, I don't really drink, but they are. They're, they're very good. good. Yeah. I like them. I enjoy them. Um, so flying dog sponsor this podcast and, we, you know, We'll give Flying you some, dogs local. We'll give you some shout outs. Did you know oh, that? that would be perfect. I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure they are. Cool. Let me do a fact check. Even more Keep so. Keep going. Even more so, sponsor us and we'll put your we'll put people on to your new amazing hard teas. But so if you're like me and you don't like a sweet drink, this is very good. Because the twisted teas, I don't know, they just they taste so sweet to me when I'm drinking them. I do not like them at all because I could just immediately feel my head start to hurt if I have anything alcoholic that's sweet. So these are these are good. And they have like four different flavors. There's a peach one, a raspberry, a half and half, which is the Arnold Palmer, and then they have a straight lemon one. And the peach, the lemon, and the Arnold Palmer flavor are amazing. The raspberry's okay. It's all right. Yeah. 
Flying Dog is in Frederick. Perfect. Yeah. You know what else is in local. Frederick? Ford Dietrich. <laughs> like we were talking like about. Like we were talking about, yeah. Um, Last pod, yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you've been listening every week, you we've talked about Frederick a lot in the last podcast. It actually is. I just looked it up. It's actually moving to New York though. So it's uh no longer gonna be in Frederick. It got sold to FX Matt Brewing Company. They're just getting too big. Oh yeah, they are really big, yeah. Too big for our our uh, small town feel. But remember your roots, flying dog, when you move to the big city. Remember who put you on and who who you started with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, So yeah, I think I might go bust one of those open in a little bit. Are you sure though? Because you are very sensitive to caffeine. I know. I don't know the caffeine content because it has real black tea in these. And I know black tea is very caffeinated. I have no idea how much is actually in the drink though. Yeah, but think about when you just drink tea normally. That's like plenty of caffeine for you. Yeah, it is. Which I, is crazy. Very sensitive. Listen, to any substance, I'm sensitive. I'm a baby. I I just, I, I take little little sips, little doses. And I don't need a lot of caffeine to get my, you know, my body going. So I don't know. I'll have to I check. need a lot. Yes, you do. This morning, Jared woke up and, you know, he comes out because I'm already awake. I wake up way earlier than Jared does. Because our our work schedules are opposite. So he doesn't go into work till like later and I go to work in the morning. So he gets home late and he stays up and then he he sleeps until like noon. No, never noon. I'm sorry, 11 o'clock. No. Sometimes. 11 at the absolute latest. Okay. It's normally not. Occasionally 11. It's normally like nine. nine No, no, it's not. 10. (laughs) It depends. Nine, I'd be shook if you came out at nine o'clock. I'd be like, wow, I didn't sleep very well. Depends. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So Jared wakes up this morning and he comes out and I'm like, good morning. You know, good morning, sunshine. Good morning, sexy. And he's just like, morning. Yeah. And completely doesn't give me a kiss, but then realizes and then kisses me. No, I did. Yeah, Yeah, you did. But you came came out, morning, went back into the room and then you came out and gave me a kiss. And as soon as his lips hit that coffee, completely different man. So you just, you know... I just wait for you to get that that coffee in your system, and then my husband's here. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It's the same thing with me and food. That is true, yeah. Yeah. As soon as I eat, then your wife is back. Mm-hmm. And not this monster, this five-foot-three Latina gremlin. Gremlin. <laughs> that is just angry. Oh, Duke is, like, trying to get up on my yeah. seat. Give me the puppy dog eyes. Yeah, he wants, he wants to lay up there with you. He does. You want to lay down? All right, hold on. I might just be hitting my mic here, trying to get my dog up on the seat. And this is Claudia doesn't have a lot of room on this chair. And Duke is a man size. He is, he's a he's, big boy. He's sixty pounds. Yeah, but he's long. I mean, he's a yeah, long animal. Good boy. There you go. Hey, good boy. Yeah. So welcome to Film Banter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am your host, Claudia Youngbar, and. Here with my co-host, Jared Youngvar. We, we don't have to say our names and say... Well, what if like this is the first podcast somebody's listening to? Oh, it says it in the description. Yeah, but that's a little informal. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we should at least say, you know, every podcast at least mention who we are and what we're about. C and J, J and C. J and C, C and J. And we just have a silly goose time. Yes, we do. On this podcast. We like to talk about movies and... The movie we specifically watched uh, moments ago we just finished is what, Jared? All right, we're going to start now? Okay. 
Uh, so the movie is Carlito's Way. Came out in 1993. Directed by Brian De Palma. Music by Patrick Doyle. Uh, this is a big one. This is a one. This is one that I wanted to do for a while, and by a pretty big director. Now we've mentioned on many of our pods before a lot of the big directors, a lot of our favorite directors, we're saving to do uh, later on down the road or potentially on a different pod. So mostly we're doing uh, other movies, not from uh, some of those big directors. But Brian De Palma was on that list. But then I kind of decided, you know what? He's a little more, he's still a little more niche. Now he did do Scarface. That is not niche. And this was a, this was a pretty big movie too when it came out. But Which is funny because I had never heard of this movie that you never at heard all of, okay. until you were like, Hey, let's watch this. Hmm. Okay. So it's same director as Scarface. It has a little bit of Scarface vibes. It's not like Scarface too. You know, it comes out like what? 10 years later, I think than when Scarface came out. Uh, I'm not sure. Because I thought Scarf, I thought Scarface, because it seemed very 70s. I think it was actually early 80s, though. I was just looking it up. But anyway, but uh, yeah, so I wanted to, yeah, so we decide on this one next. And this is one that I have seen a lot of De Palma movies. Uh, he's a very unique director. He's got, he has a lot of, well, I'll talk about him in a little bit later. Uh, some specific stuff he does in his films that are really cool. But this one I have never seen before. But I know you haven't either. And this one was kind of, this is this one's interesting because the last movie we did was Red Eye. This was one that Claudia picked out and had already seen. And that was one that she wasn't sure if I was going to like or, or not. And now next one around, this one was one that I had a feeling like, I'm going to like this movie, even though I hadn't seen it. And then, and then I'm like, I don't know if Claudia's going to like it. So, <laughs> And like we always do, we watch it, we take our notes, everything. And we don't say anything afterwards about the movie. We wait to hit record and then we'll mention it but so i am so curious if claudia likes this movie or not Sucked. because <laughs> hold on hold on hold on <laughs> hold on <laughs> i'm just kidding it didn't suck but yeah I'm, I'm interested in this because it's yeah this is uh like i've talked about before this is a uh, this is what i like to call it a dude movie yeah so i never know you do like some dude movies some movies you don't uh-oh duke's getting he's getting his hyena mohawk yeah. like he sees something we might, we might have to cut in a second if he starts He's barking. He's growling. I don't know if y'all heard that. Duke, what is it? No, don't do that. You're gonna <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get him to start barking. Get him. Stop. It's okay, buddy. That's all right. You're good. I can't believe I can't, no stop. I can't believe he doesn't have the itis right now because he just ate a ton of food. Yeah, he did. I thought he'd be slumped. He had his dinner. Give him a minute, and then he will have the itis. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's just got. Some, he's just trying to talk about the movie. He saw it too. He was yeah, watching. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He was there. Let me go ahead and um, mention up top uh, what the director has done before I ask you about the movie. So there's some old ones I haven't seen that uh, I'll kind of go. There are like the few, few really earlier ones uh, I'm not going to mention, but so I'm going to just shout out some ones that I really like and just some old ones. Uh, we got Phantom of the Paradise, Obsession, uh, Carrie. That's a big one for you. Yeah. He directed Carrie. Uh, the Fury, uh, Dressed to Kill, Blowout. Blowout is awesome. Uh, then he did Scarface, Body Double. Uh, let's see, The Untouchables, Casualties of War. Man, he's this guy's done a lot of great stuff. Uh, Bonfires of the Vanities, Raising Cain. Then he did Carlito's Way. Then he did the first, very first Mission Impossible. Oh. Yep. 
Yeah, he's got quite the reputation then. He does, yeah. He, he's, he has niche movies, but he has some heavy hitters mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Uh, then uh, then he goes to the, uh, Snake Eyes, Mission to Mars, Femme Fatale, Black Dahlia. Uh, and that's about it. He kind of, he stopped after, uh, yeah, after that, he went several years without uh, directing anything. Great director. Like I said, he has a, he has a unique style. Kind of like, uh, actually, what was the director we were talking about? For One Hour Photo, that director. And we were talking about he has a very, he's very stylish. Yes. We liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. And we never seen anything he did before. But he did a lot of music videos, mm-hmm. which made sense for Yeah, that. it did. The shots he was taking were, mm-hmm. were very like what you would see in a music video. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, De Palma, he's, uh, he's great. So, now, this is where we need to... Uh... <laughs> Duke's being silly. <laughs> All right, so now we can get to it. This is this is what I'm I'm so curious about. This Claudia, what did you think of this movie? You said it sucks. I was joking. <laughs> I know, I know. Trash film, zero stars. Um, no, I okay. This kind of movie, I had a lot of appreciation for because of the Puerto Rican heritage and the presence in this film. I think if it were any other like background like if it was more like an italian mafioso movie i wouldn't have liked it as much so if it was godfather you wouldn't like it because <laughs> that's essentially no, but, no what... but i like no, the I know, godfather I know, I know and i did like this movie i still you know Good. i still would have liked it the like i said the puerto rican heritage and the obvious the fashion there was quite a bit of romance in this movie as well which yeah, I, I really liked um you know, especially with, because uh, Al Pacino plays Carlito Rigante and his love interest, Penelope Ann Miller, played Gail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Carlito is a very hard character. I mean, this man runs the streets, you know what I mean? Yeah, he does. And he's always 10 steps ahead of everybody. And he's, you know, he's a legend in in his town and... But as soon as he sees his love interest, Gail, he becomes quite the softy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, you know, kind of my ears perked up when he was, you know, staring at this this woman. And, and, ta- and he narrates himself a lot in this movie. So it, you kind of get a look in t- inside of his brain as these scenes are playing out, his thought processes and everything, which I thought was really cool part of this movie as well. I agree. Um, it was even kind of poetic the way that he would describe the streets and crime and you know how he was even seeing the character development of Sean Penn, who he's playing David Kleinfeld. That was really cool. And... You know, in that aspect, I like this movie a lot. It's not my favorite that we've done. Yeah, not, I figured it wouldn't be. Not by any means, yeah. I would say. Um, but still a great film overall. All right, good. Okay. All right, so you liked it more than I thought you would, actually. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't watch it again. Really? You wouldn't yeah. watch it again? No. <sighs> there we go. <laughs> like one one time watching it is enough for me. Still good. I don't feel like I wasted my time watching the movie. How did you feel about the runtime? Because I was going to say, so this movie is two and a half hours long. I didn't feel the runtime at all. I thought it was very good the whole way through. It didn't seem like it dragged at all. There was one section of the movie that I was like, my gosh, this movie is still going. Okay. Which part? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. But I remember sitting on the couch and just thinking, I wonder how much more time is left in this movie. Mm, Like it was obviously not finished, but it was... I felt that it was two and a half hours. So you did feel the runtime? Yes. Time. Yeah. Okay. I did. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel the runtime at all. But I'm gonna say. All right. So I knew. I, I knew I would like this movie more than you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> For sure. But I also am just a huge Al Pacino fan. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he's so good. He is. The, yeah, there's a reason why he's also one of the best, especially in his earlier days. You know. Yes. Like I would oh, say. Absolutely. Honestly, it's like all past three de- like so 70s, 80s, not no, four decades I would say. So 70s, 80s, 90s and the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. So four decades of like I think the best Pacino because there's still mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff in the 2000s of him as well. Of course. Now, yeah. it's crazy to me how old Al Pacino is right now. I know. And old looking. I mean, he looks very old he now. He yeah. looks because remember when he came out, uh, which video game showcase were we watching where they had him as a guest speaker to come out? Do you remember that? I think that was this year. It was this Wasn't year, it? yeah. I can't remember which one it was, though, because we watched a couple. Yeah, it was one of the, uh, I want to say, no, actually it might have been the Game Awards. That would have been the end of last year. I think it was the Game Awards. Yeah, it was It was the That end. was last year? Well, they do it at the very end of the year, so it was December. Oh my gosh. I think. Okay. Because I think he, yeah, because they get, they get a lot of big actors to present awards. So I think he was. Yeah. Time isn't real. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So when I remember when he came out on the stage, he even talks like he's a little senile old man mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Didn't he just have a kid too? Yeah. I'm H- pretty him and De Niro sure. Both. Oh my word. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. These men. I re I really like this movie. I knew I would. I I don't think uh, so. This is another director I just really like, and every movie I've seen of his, I have really liked. So, I had a feeling I would like this one as well. This one's up there. I think this is one of my favorites of his. Now, obviously, there's Scarface. That's that's a whole no- whole other thing. That's mm-hmm. obviously one of the best of his. But this one's up there too. I yeah. I just I just like this kind of um, this kind of movie. Although it although it is cool because like you said you're you're more into like the romance side of this and it's cool that it still has a decent amount of this too so it's not straight up just like everything crime you know dude type movie yeah so it's cool that it has both those aspects because so I'm more into you know the the crime you know like the mm-hmm. the violence all that kind of stuff that's in these kind of movies like right. that's what I'm into and then but yeah you're right there is actually a lot more on the romance side than I thought would be in this movie. Yeah, there's a more a lot more than I thought, yeah, yeah. would yeah. be. So that's yeah, that's cool that that's involved in this a lot. Yeah. It wasn't too much either no. because sometimes there's like too much romance. You know what though, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that is kind of his thing. I would say a lot of De Palma movies, he does have a lot of uh There's a love story in it. Yeah, but also he's just very um I think he just really likes women <laughs> because there's a lot of and obviously there's some stuff in this too but I think uh he likes I think he just likes filming women. Well let's, I mean the say that. The ending of this movie the love aspect and the plot mm-hmm. is crucial for this ending that to is have true. come together so showing that um Carlito is in love with Gail I mean the ending that's the whole point of the ending. I would say right. so that ha- it was crucial to be in this film to kind of um, show the depth of their relationship, so that the ending it made the ending hurt <laughs> worse. Oh yeah, definitely. So it was necessary. Yeah, I'd like to see what everyone's history is with this movie because this is one I did not. I don't think I mentioned this one to my dad, so I don't know if he's seen it. I feel like this would have been a movie my dad has seen though, but so I didn't ask him about it. I don't think um, I don't think anyone in my family has seen this movie that I know of. My mom may have. Yeah, I'm, I was asking you, I wonder if, yeah, your mom has seen this or I was wondering if this was a movie your uh, your grandpa would be into. 
He would definitely like this movie. Yeah. My grandfather would love this movie. I'll have to, if he hasn't seen it already, I'll have to recommend it to him. Definitely, yeah. Let me mention the uh, uh, the composer a little bit. I didn't really go through his whole filmography, but I just wanted to mention, um, so it's Patrick Doyle. Doyle is the composer. And uh, I really like the score of this movie. So I wanted to point out specifically uh, in the opening, so the opening scene in this movie the, uh, in black and white, the strings mm-hmm. are amazing. Specifically in that. There, there's some other good string parts in the movie, obviously, but just the, the, the strings in that opening are beautiful. I really like them. So I put this, I put this uh, in my notes so I don't forget anymore. So uh, what'd you draw on your notes this, for this movie? Oh. Did you draw anything? I drew a Puerto Rican flag. Nice. Okay. That makes sense. At I didn't the think top of the page. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Beautiful flag, by the way. It is. If you don't know what the Puerto Rican flag looks like, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Just like our American flag. Yeah. It's beautiful. I think that's all I drew, though. Sometimes I have a couple, but that was my main. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next question then. So uh, does this movie hold up? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a mob movie, kind of. Right. So none of this would have been... Well, I wouldn't say none of it if people had iPhones. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I don't mean in that way, but just... Just as a whole. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it holds up. Absolutely, yeah. It really does. I can't even point out, honestly, I can't even put out, point out anything specifically that doesn't hold up, which is kind of crazy. This is 1993, so this movie is exactly 30 years old now. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. And yeah, can you think of anything, point out anything that actually feels like dated or old or just not great? I mean, besides the fact that you can't pick up a cell phone and just call anybody. No, I mean, I mean, like any of the scenes, like, was there any like bad or weird, like, uh, now this kind of movie doesn't really have like a whole lot of CG or anything. So like, you don't really see any like bad shots like that or, but did you see anything that really stood out where you're like, oh, that was weird? No, not really. Yeah, me neither. That's amazing for a 30-year-old movie. That's crazy. All right, what do you think is the best scene of the movie? My favorite scene is when Benny Blanco is trying to start crap with Carlito in his club. And Carlito and his little henchman, Pachanga, he is, they're like sitting and eating dinner at one of the booths of the club because uh, Carlito is running this club for his friend who owns it. And um, Benny Blanco is like the new up and coming thug in the neighborhood. And he really thinks just like a lot of young people that have really big heads that he's just, you know, He's the bee's knees and he's the cat's meow in town and he can do whatever he wants. And that Carlito is dated, so, you know, he's old, so he's not cool and I can take him or whatever. And Carlito is so unbothered by this dude and really just yeah, that was so good. shows him what's up in this scene. Yeah. Because <laughs> Benny's like, you know, I can take you, old man. You're not going to do anything to me or whatever. And then Carlito just like, I mean, whacks him upside the head and he falls down the stairs like mm-hmm. a baby, and they drag him outside. And Carlito's like, I'm not doing this, you know, let him go, whatever. Yep. Which in hindsight was a bad idea. Bad idea, yeah. But it was just so funny to me how big for his britches Benny Blanco was in this scene. And it was yeah. kind of like, Carlito like dealt with it, like he just had to take the trash out and he didn't feel like it. Like he was, just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like it yeah. was just, Ugh, I'm just trying to eat, man, you know, like, and he just gets up and he's like, oh, okay, I guess I gotta deal with this guy. 
mm-hmm. being ridiculous. Just kind of, I like that scene a lot. I also like the scene where Sean Penn's character, David Kleinfeld, is in the hospital. Uh, Carlito takes the bullets out of his revolver without him knowing as oh, his self-defense. That was, that, that when was he goes so to sick. shoot, there's not, no bullets in it. Yeah. And he's just like, oh he my empties God. empties them in the trash. Yeah. And the slow-mo drop of, of the, the bullets. bullets in the trash yeah, was, dope. was so cool. Yeah. That was a really good scene too. Yeah. Those are my top, my favorite parts. Man, yeah. I, I agree with both of those. Yeah. Um, so just to pick a different one though, I'm going to say this one, uh, this one kind of hard to explain, but it's, uh, it's pretty early on in the movie. So when Carlito goes, uh, with, uh, I was trying to find him. I couldn't find him in the cast. Uh, the young kid on the job. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Near the, the beginning. beginning of the movie, yeah. And he's like, no, it's fine. I know these guys, you know, no big deal. In and out, and 10 it, minutes. Right, yeah. And immediately you're like, this is not going to go over. As soon as somebody <laughs> in yeah. a movie is like, oh, no, it's no big deal. We'll be in and out in 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Famous last words. Yeah. Or, no, we're not going to die. Famous yeah. last words. <laughs> yep. So that whole scene, yeah, with, uh, with the pool table and how, so as soon as Carlito goes in there, what I love is he just, he immediately knows. Oh, yeah. I, I actually have a note about this. I'm Me gonna go, too. I'm going to go about to this note now. Yeah, he, so my note is just Carlito always is aware of everything going on around him. And, and in that scene, as soon as he walks in, he, he's aware, he sees, before he even mentions the bathroom, he sees the bathroom, he sees how it's cracked, and he's like, all right, something's going on there. Mm-hmm. There's a man in the bathroom. And the way and the way he um, just immediately starts, you know, playing pool with them and kind of showing like, hey, let me show you this trick mm-hmm. shot I know how to do. And what he does to basically like disarm these guys is just, it's so good. I love it. So that creative. Yeah, so creative. And he thinks about, he thinks it up like immediately. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Listen, okay, I have a note about this too. Okay. Mine is... Carlito, as soon as he walked into that deal with his primo, was articulating a plan. As soon as he walked into the, you could tell. Because, I mean, he's been here, you know. He did time in jail for five years, pero he knows what's going on. He's been in that situation several times. So he he comes in, he immediately smells like um, that saying, te conozco bacalao. He smells uh, that codfish in the room. He's like... You may be disguising yourself, but I know what you're up to. And he, I mean, you could see his eyes moving across the room. Like, you know, he didn't even say that he was making a plan. We do just know he's making a plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he executes it. And it's sad that his primo had to die, but you know. Yeah. Yep. Young guy. But that's what happens, you know. Yeah. I, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. You know, it, going into that, you kind of have a feeling like this dude's not going to. Oh yeah, he's goofy. Make it out. Yeah, he's he's like all smiles. Like this is just like he's just gonna go buy some weed or something. Just, <laughs> it's not a big deal that he's got freaking like thirty stacks in his in his pocket. Crazy. Yeah, that was a crazy scene. And I mean, Carlito's been out of jail for like five minutes at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's already in this situation. Well, yeah, in the car, he's like, he's like, man, he's like, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Yeah, man. He, yeah, he want to. Yeah, yeah. But he does it because mm-hmm. that's his family. All right. This one, I don't know where you'll go with it, but what do you think is the best performance in this movie? Sean Penn. Okay. I had a feeling you were going to go to him. Uh, yeah. I have a note about Sean Penn later. I know. But... I'm sure you're going to mention a lot about how he looks because <laughs> he's your boy and you, were like, and you were like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> they made both my men in this. They did yeah. both my men dirty in this yeah. movie. Yeah. You had two boys in this. That I were... did. And Looking I was just rough. like, ugh, and in both of them. Um, but Sean Penn played his character, David Kleinfeld, so well. Yeah. And in the like and the character development of David Kleinfeld and us not knowing that he actually is kind of like a kingpin 
in the industry because Carlito had no idea he's been in jail. He didn't realize the stuff that David was getting into. But in the beginning, you know, he's just this he's just this lawyer, lawyer Kleinfeld that, you know, saved Carlito's life. But as the story goes on, he's you you realize that he's got his his hands and some pretty nasty things. Um, oh yeah, but he's still at the end of this day this nerdy lawyer, you know, in mm-hmm. the face and the way he talks and stuff. But Sean Penn played it excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he did get uh, no one won for this movie, but Sean Penn did get nominated. Yeah, and so did which I don't really get this one, but so did uh, Gail, which is Penelope Ann Miller. Why? I don't know. I didn't like her. Why? I didn't like her that much. Me neither. <laughs> I had a feeling you didn't no like her. Yeah. Yeah, no disrespect. Wasn't for me. Yeah, but they both got nominated. No one won. But yeah, I'm going to say, I mean, you know, I'm going to say Al Pacino, but I did put out shout out to Sean Penn, though. Like he was the runner up where he was, yeah, he was so good in this, too. So. Mm-hmm. It was tough for me to pick, but it's still ultimately. It is hard to pick when you're when you're in a movie with Al Pacino. You got to bring it. You got to bring it. Everyone you have does. Got yep. to bring it. Yep. yep. But no, it is Al Pacino. He's just yeah. But he didn't win for this either. But he's won many times. So again, like uh, what were we talking about? Uh, who was it? Oh, was it was it was it Dustin Hoffman? I was mentioning about when we were doing Outbreak. Uh, I believe he's won many times also. But it's like you can't always give it to him, right? You know. Yeah. All the all these like really great actors, you know, it's you can't just you can't just give it to all of them in, yeah. in all their movies, even yeah. though they're just they bring it every movie. Right. But it's just yeah. Save some for the rest of us. All right, I have just one quote because I thought it was really cool. Yeah, you were mentioning about how, you know, he uh he talks through this movie. He narrate narrates a lot through this movie, right? Mm-hmm. One thing he said that I thought was really cool, and you pointed you pointed out that he's very poetic with the way he talks about. Would you say in crime in general in the, in the streets? Crime in general in the streets. He's, he's it's almost like he's got this this romance with the streets and the game. You that know? is kind of that is kind of a you know a film like a noir type film thing. Yeah. I feel like they do that a lot in the, in these type of movies. Mm-hmm. But the, so the quote I wanted to say because it was just cool. And the way he said it was just cool, too, was uh, the streets is watching. She is watching all the time. Yeah. I like how he said she. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And that she is. That was when he was deciding on whether he wanted to kill Benny Blanco or not mm-hmm. in, the, in the alley. Yeah, I remember yep. that. Yep. Yeah, that was great. That was a really good line. My favorite line is in the very beginning when he says, my Puerto Rican ass ain't supposed to make it this far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> Oh man, that was so good. Mm-hmm. So good. He's like dying on the table from bullet wounds or so we think, you know, we don't know. He just right. got, sh- the movie opens up with a black and white scene of him getting popped a couple times mm-hmm. and falling and Gail is like standing over him, you know, and, and they're wheeling him away and he's like, I'm not ready to go yet, you know, but he also mentions that he ain't supposed to make it this far considering the life he's led. Up until then. Uh, anything else before we get into our notes that you want to mention? Or oh, actually, I want to talk. We can just talk about the performances really quick. Just shout out the actors and uh, see. So we kind of already talked about Carlito Al, Al Pacino, and we also mentioned Sean Penn. How great he is too as Kleinfeld. We can talk about later how uh, <laughs> what you want to mention specifically about Sean Penn. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Gail, who's Penelope, uh, played by Penelope. And Miller, yeah, I uh, wasn't into her that much. I um, I looked her up. I didn't see. I don't think I recognized. I didn't recognize her at all. I've no, I. You did, but did you look up and see what she was in? No. Yeah. Okay. Let me check real quick. But yeah, you, so you didn't really, you didn't really like her in this. Um, she just kind of stuck out like a sore thumb 
to me in this movie. I can understand why maybe they would want her to because, I mean, every other woman is a Puerto Rican woman or a, you know, just a Hispanic. There's a lot of Hispanic women in general Mm -hmm. in this, and she's obviously pale and blonde hair. Um, So maybe they wanted somebody that didn't look like the rest of the the women in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm looking around. I mean, she was also, it seems she was pretty big at this time, so they probably wanted to get her in this. So she's... Well, I'll tell you, this was for trivia later, but actually Al Pacino asked for her specifically to be his co-star in this movie. Oh, really? He did. Hmm, I wonder why you wanted... Well, we'll get onto that okay, in, tri- all right, cool, in, in cool, the cool. trivia. We'll talk about okay. <laughs> what right. could be the reason. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff, but not a whole lot that I really care about. Although she is in, apparently she is in the Dahmer miniseries what? on Netflix. Yeah, she's in three episodes. I have not seen the Dahmer miniseries. So. I know, I, I haven't seen all of it, so. Uh, and I know everybody is like listening is like, what? I know. Claudia, <laughs> you haven't seen the Dahmer miniseries? Yeah, especially you. I know, because I'm all over that stuff, but. I just felt like everybody was watching it and I was just going to watch it in my own time. Yeah. You know, I'll get to it. You love Evan Peters too. I'm surprised you haven't watched it. I really do. Yeah. So Benny Blanco played by John Leguizamo. Great performance. Yeah. He really, <laughs> he's really good at playing an arrogant mobster that is like a baby mobster. Yeah. In real life. I love. Uh, just getting started. I also love, uh, uh, how do you pronounce it? Pachanga? Pachanga. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's played by Luis Guzman. Mm-hmm. Guzman? Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Shout out to him. He is Puerto Rican. He is. Uh, he's he, he's, he's in, he's in so many things. I'm sure you've seen him in a lot of stuff. I've seen oh him goodness, in so yeah. many things and he's great. He's great in this. He's And he's got such uh, a unique voice. It's He does. It, and he um, always seems to be just like he's playing a fun character. He, he always is. seems fun. Yeah. Kind of like a fool. Yeah. But also, um, you know, just he's just funny. He's funny, yeah. In all of his roles, he's, he's got a little bit of a humorous side. Anything else? You want to get into notes? No, yeah, we can get into notes. All right, I'm going to start with my first note because it's about the opening scene. You mentioned a little bit, so the black and white, mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. And just what's cool about it, a couple of different things is you see that scene, you're like, all right, where's this going to actually be in the timeline? Mm-hmm. You know? Is just, this the ending? Right. Or is this the past? Mm-hmm. You're not really sure. You're not sure, yeah. And the other thing is, so I wrote that pretty ballsy to show the ending of the movie in your opening shot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. When you get to the end of the movie, you're like, oh, okay, this is actually it. Now, obviously, you get a whole lot more context yes. at that point. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was a really cool way to open. Uh, to open. And the strings in that opening uh, black and white scene were so good. The music. Now, right. Now, halfway through the movie, we learned that Carlito has been shot in a train station before with Gail being present. Right. So you're like, oh, okay, that might be the opening scene that she's referring to. Because mm-hmm. she, she mentioned something about him getting shot in the station and her worrying about him dying or, you know. So you're like, oh, okay. So she's just, she's referencing the opening scene, right? And then you learn later that that's how the movie actually ends as well. Yep. So it's cool that they kind of keep that open. You know, you're not really sure if that's kind actually how the movie ends. Right. Yeah. Um, you're hoping it doesn't. <laughs> I'm just going to get the Sean Penn thing out of the way. Sure, go ahead. Wolf, dude. You you want to mention Vigo as well? Yes, I do. Yeah. Sean Penn has played some unrecognizable characters really in has. his life. Yeah. Um, like in Gaslit. 
Yeah, that was one I showed you. Yeah, recently yes. he did. Unrecognizable. Yeah. You know, he's in a fat suit and everything in that. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And in this one, he's got this like crazy curly hair, but a receding hairline. Jewish. Yeah. Five head mm-hmm. with round glasses. And you're like, I had to do a double take. I was like, this can't be Sean Penn. But then I was like, oh, that's definitely Sean Penn. And I was like, man, that's unfortunate. I was hoping he would look, you know, good in this movie. And then Viggo Mortensen is also in this. He plays Laline. He is also rough looking. But well, remember, you see the first shot of him because he talks about right. how right. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. He looks, yeah. Right. He mentions. Here he we said, go. And then they pan over, and <laughs> apparently he got shot in the back, and he's wheelchair bound. But he also just looks rough because of prison and and what he's gone through in his life. And you're like, man, these both of these men are look worn out. Yeah, Vigo. That was disappointing for me. <laughs> oh, I know. I said that to you. I was like, sorry, Claudia, you're two, uh, you're two hotties in this movie or not. I know. There's no eye candy hotties, in this man. movie. <laughs> there really isn't. When there, Al Pacino is the eye candy, it's like, ugh. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> there is one eye candy I will mention. You know oh, what I'm talking you. about. for yeah. you. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. There's a lot of eye candy in this movie well, for you. Well, background. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. but one Many that, Latina women. Yes. One in particular that actually is a character yes. in this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have a note about that. I will get to that. I'm for sure. sure. <laughs> also, oh, sorry, real quick about Vigo. I was going to say, again, we know he's such a great actor, but his accent in this, not great. <laughs> he did better than I thought he was going to. He did, to. but sometimes it was like, mm, yeah, I don't know. It, it slipped through the cracks a little bit, yeah. a, a few times. But he's also talking. like, let me look it up. He's from. Oh, I looked this up. Did you see? Yeah. Where, where is he actually from, Vigo? His, um, he's American, but his father is from. His father is Danish. Danish. What Mother is American. Father was Danish. Danish. Okay. All right. They met in Norway. Yeah. So he's no Hispanic background, whatever, whatsoever. Right. Um, well, neither is Pacino. Right. <laughs> he's yeah. Italian. And yeah. you can tell because when Al Pacino speaks Spanish a little oh, yeah. bit in this movie, you pe- yeah, you it sounds this. like he's speaking Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like his accent, it's very Italian. And I'm sure that's, that is a hard thing to do. I can't imagine speaking Italian without my Hispanic pronunciation coming through. Oh, yeah. That's very difficult. And they're kind of close, you know, in in certain, but the pronunciation is completely different. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, kudos to him for trying. Yeah, he does, because I was wondering (laughs) if he learned any Spanish for this, and he does. A little bit, yeah. Not much, but he does speak it a little bit, yeah. yeah. He's more of a a Spanglish. Mm -hmm. Most of this movie is kind of Spanglish, actually, on everybody. Yeah. I do love, I wanted to mention, um, Puerto Ricans care about how they look okay when puerto ricans are out doing stuff sorry real, real quick i mean we mentioned this in another pod but just for the people that don't know you are half puerto rican yes okay my so mom, that's why you're talking about my mother's yeah. puerto rican and my father is american well yeah. i mean we're all american but my father's white my mom's puerto rican right so like i guess okay so my dad took one of those like 23 and me or whatever things and we have like roots from Scandinavia. So I have Viking blood and I have Puerto Rican blood. That's a scary combination. It is a very scary combination. But um, anyway, my mother was born in Puerto Rico. Definitely my fashion sense is comes from my Puerto Rican side for sure. I mean, I'm so extra Definitely, yeah. when I dress and Puerto Ricans are like that across the board. We're going to pump gas in our heels and our best gold jewelry. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't matter where we're going. This is what you're gonna say before, so sorry I cut you off. What were you 
Is this what you're going to mention? This was what I was okay. going to say. Yes. All right, go ahead. But I just love that the, the representation in this movie shows that. Like these women are walking around in their nice dresses, their big gold earrings, hoops, their jewelry, their rings, nails done, hair done, makeup. I mean, across the board. I loved, is, I loved. The fashion's amazing. Yeah, I loved, I loved all the women's outfits. Yeah. I point out specifically, yeah, the huge gold hoops. Yeah. I love those. For days. Hoops mm-hmm. for days, baby. Yep. You will not catch me without some gold, either my little hoops or my big hoops. Gold in general. Gold in general. Yeah. We're, Same. When my brother and I were born, we had gold jewelry made for us as babies with our names engraved in it. I love that. Little gold bracelets. I mean, and, and then as we grew, the bracelets would get, my, my grandmother would send us bigger sizes for our wrists. Like right. <laughs> That was when they were in Mexico, right? That was when they were in Mexico, yeah, yeah when they so lived they, in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would send them to us. And even my first tooth that I lost is a gold necklace right now. <laughs> it was made into a gold necklace. So this is That's like- so extra. It is so extra. <laughs> and and I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, um, for sure. So, no importa, we're going out looking good. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that about you. Thank you. I try, so, I try to keep up with you. You do very well. I don't ever have to tell you what to wear. You just look No, good. that's true, yeah. I, I don't have to worry about what you're wearing. I need to mention Al Pacino's double bars, though. His double bar sunglasses. Right. In the very beginning of the movie, I think they fixed it a little bit into the movie. They were so sitting the, so high so on this his is like, nose. This is like an earlier sh- early shot that they... Yes. Yeah, and then they fixed it later. Beginning of the yeah. movie. His sunglasses are sitting so high up on his bridge. They look stupid. So like, they look oh. better later on. Yes, they did. Okay, All they right, did good. look better. Okay, um, and then I'll, I mean, also the eyewear in this movie is incredible. Mm-hmm. So many good glasses, sunglasses. People wearing sunglasses in the club. I love it. That's actually one thing I'm thinking about now is there's a lot of like this takes place in present day, right? Which would be '93. But sometimes I'm like, does it? Because there's a lot of 70s in this. It looks more 70s to me. That's what I was wondering. Is this a period piece? I'm not sure. I'm thinking it is because even the soundtrack was disco. We'll get to the the soundtrack. Right. Yeah, Yeah, but I'm trying to remember how the cars look because the cars you'd be able to tell. Do you remember the one in the beginning with the hydraulics and the flames? Babe, I'm thinking this was 70s. Okay. Now that I'm thinking of the... Because I got like those big Crown Vicks, I feel like I saw. Okay. Yep, you're right. Takes place in the year 1975, New York, after having served oh, five... Oh, so then they wouldn't have Crown Vicks then, back then. Right, but yeah, so after serving five years in a, of a 30-year prison sentence for him. Mm-hmm. So, okay. That makes way more sense now. Yeah. Because I was wondering, like, there's so much 70s, but then sometimes I'm like, I don't I don't know. But yeah, all right. So it is 1975. Cool. All right, what else? Laline es una rata. He came in with a, a mic... A wire chapped to his chest trying to get Carlito. Mm-hmm. So Vigo Mortensen's character, he wasn't in this long That's, at all. It was just a just scene. Just that one scene. Just yeah. that one scene. And he was trying to betray, uh, betray Carlito, which was sad. But then you're like, you kind of pity him because yeah. of his situation. He says he has to like crap in a diaper because he can't you know, feel anything from his waist down. Well, and then that's why, you know, Carlito doesn't end up shooting him, but that's why he's like, he basically wants him to shoot him. Like, he's like, I'm miserable. You know, I don't want to be like this. Makes me sad. Yeah. Makes me sad sad. for him. It's a sad scene. Uh, The club name, El Paraiso. Yes. 
means the paradise. It is paradise. Okay. I thought mm-hmm. that's what it was, but I wasn't sure. I didn't look up the word. Yes. Okay. So the club that Carlito runs is called El Paraíso. And wow, that makes so much sense with the ending. It? I just thought about that, yes. the ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I also have something in the trivia later about that. All right, so cool. Keep that in mind. My next note is about the soundtrack. All right. Let's well, talk about it. You wanna you wanna go there now? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. This soundtrack had banger after banger. All heaters. After banger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish there was a club or a disco somewhere close to us that just played these songs all night, I would never leave. I feel like they got to, at least a club will do like a 70s night. They got to do one around here. <sighs> Why wouldn't they? It would be all disco. It would so be amazing. Cool. I know. So cool. Or even a freaking roller skating rink doing all 70s music. And we, if, I and, would be in there. And we would go and we would, dre- we would dress absolutely oh, like the time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You could wear what you're wearing right now, Jared, with some... Thick double bar sunglasses with a brown tint <laughs> gradient in the lens. It'd be tight. Jared's wearing an Adidas tracksuit right now. No shirt underneath, halfway zipped right. down. So his yep. chest hair sticking out with his gold chain. Yep. Oh, Jared I got, dresses well. Just Thank you. I, I got something to say about the uh, the jewelry in this. In a, in a, the in jewelry? A bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got something to say about the ice. Amazing. The music... The soundtrack, so the actual songs. So my note is the song rotation at the clubs. So I put clubs because his club, but then also the strip club too. Mm-hmm. Both clubs yeah. are all heaters. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Here's just a couple. Rock the Boat, Lady Marmalade, Shake Your Booty, That's the Way I Like It, and Rock Your Baby. Rock Your Baby. Just those them, themselves. I'm like, dude, I so mean, good. Come on. And there's more. I just those are the ones I just picked up on immediately and wrote them down real quick. I don't know how anybody goes to a club and songs like that play and they just stay seated. That's what disco is made for, especially. It's, I don't understand how anybody could just hear "Rock Your Baby" and not just want to get any up of and these, just. Yeah. I mean, listen. I don't I, care if you can't dance. Like me. Just get up and dance, baby. Come on. I try sometimes. You do. And you have. Even after our wedding. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. I love it. I love when people dance. I love when people get into music. It's, I, I'll never understand people that, that can't, you know, or just don't. Yeah. I'm moving. If music is playing, I'm moving. I would Unless s- it's country. Goodbye. Yeah, true. <laughs> get it out of my face. I would say out of all those, I think Lady Marmalade's number one. Really? Me. Yeah. No, that's low on the really on the poll for me. Yeah, I think from more of a music side, because I've I don't want to sound pretentious. I don't want to say that I dissected that song before, but I've had to, I've had to learn that song and teach it before. Mm-hmm. And so I have kind of like figured out how the bass lines are, the chord progressions, uh, everything about it, and uh, it's it's just it's amazing, especially in disco. It's and I'm not even a bass player, but the bass in particular the in bass disco is, is crucial. Yeah. Some of the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. You have a different appreciation for music than I do. You understand music theory. Oh, let me mention this because it's just about a, the club also is the aesthetic of the club Ugh. is, I put in all caps, perfect. <laughs> Truly. We put, I, I, I specifically uh, mentioned the, uh, again, glass brick. Glass we talked brick. about this yeah, before. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. It's the whole, like the whole way going up the stairs. The it's staircase. all glass brick. Yeah, I love the it. The wall next to it is just all glass brick and it is so cool. 
and the dance floor. Dance floor, yep. I mean, it's awesome. All of it is awesome. It just makes me envy a club like that. That would if if a club like that opened up somewhere near here, I'd be there every weekend. Truly, it would be so cool. I don't have to listen. I don't drink a lot. When I drink, it's like maybe one or two, and then I'm done. And that's rare. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have a drop of alcohol in me to get up and dance to some music. For sure, I love clubs to dance alone. That's the only reason I would even go. And in these clubs, there was there was some salsa also, which was oh man, I know you would go hard. So in. good. Frederick actually just had a salsa night, didn't they? Yeah, outside on Carroll Creek, and I'm so sad I wasn't there. I didn't even know it was happening until I after the fact. But I saw a video of it happening. One of my friends on online posted a video and I was like, my gosh, I need to know when these are happening. You know what I'm thinking about going back to the glass brick? I'm going to ask my dad about it because I'm wondering, I don't know if they even still manufacture it at all or if it can be made, you know, because normally when you see it now, it's like an older house Mm -hmm. that you would buy and didn't um, take it out. Right. Which is so sad that I bet there's so many houses that people have updated and taken it out, Mm -hmm. you know, which just- I know upsets me so much but i'm gonna ask my dad my dad's built many houses i feel like i just sounded like trump my dad's built many houses <laughs> <laughs> just the way i said it. gorgeous <laughs> they're great houses across many houses. the board many many mansions <laughs> my dad's not built mansions <laughs> <laughs> but no i'm gonna ask him about it i wonder uh, i wonder if he knows he might not know but i'm gonna ask and see if that's something that actually is still doable here's how it's gonna go you're gonna ask your dad if they make if they still have glass brick and he'll if he knows he'll be like yeah and if he doesn't he'll be like i don't know and that'll be it <laughs> that's that's how i respond to to things <laughs> <laughs> that'll be it <laughs> Or he'll be like, why do you want, he'll be like, why or do you want, be, or he'll give you a you want, face yeah, like, why do you want glass brick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my word. He's got, that's exactly how he would say it too. <laughs> he'll just give you that like, yeah, why, you know, why? yeah, yeah, so good. <laughs> we love you, Alan. We do. Sad that the beverage of choice I kept seeing in this movie was freaking Pepsi. Oh, I thought you talk, I thought you were going to talk about Dos Equis. No. Oh, but yeah. The Pepsi, no, I agree. And diet Pepsi. And and mm, like no. Imagine drinking Pepsi. Some DP instead of some DC. <laughs> <laughs> some DP. <laughs> yeah. Hey, D- honestly though, honestly though, DC though, not good either. Diet Coke. A DC, forget about it. Yeah, not good. No. Either regular Coke, not cocaine. There's a lot of that in this movie there too. There's a lot of cocaine in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so either Coca-Cola or, my choice, some CZ, some Coke Zero. That's what I usually go with. I have to have a McDonald's Coke. Well, that's number one. That's top If I'm tier. drinking that's Coke, my preferred is the Fountain Coke at McDonald's. I know that they package the syrup differently, and that's why it tastes so different at McDonald's, but I know they sneak something in that. Yeah, we, we figured that out. Yeah, we... It is so good from didn't, there. Didn't... Um, I know we re- we researched this too, but didn't might have been Joel, one of our nephews. I feel like one of our nephews, one of their friends. I think they asked one of their friends, someone that worked at McDonald's that knew, like, because we wanted to really know, like, all right, what is it that? Why is this hit yeah, why so hard? Why, yeah, why is it so much better? They apparently pack their their syrup in like aluminum. Yeah, they have a specific cases yeah. instead of like bags or however else they would pack them before. 
The point is, don't drink Pepsi, drink Coke. It's superior. If you want to fight with us, you can email us. At- I welcome anyone to fight with me about this. <laughs> email us at... My DMs are open. Email us at filmbanterpod at gmail.com. Yeah. If you like Pepsi better. Yeah. If I you want to fight with me for the rest of your life. I don't understand if you like Pepsi better, but it is what it is. Yeah. Jesus still died for your sins. Pepsi Yeah, drinkers. Jesus still loves you, even if yeah. you... Prefer Even Pepsi over if you Coke. Do prefer Pepsi. I'm just saying you're you're wrong. This is like an ongoing battle between me and my pap. Because mm-hmm. my pap loves Pepsi, and every time we go to a family function at his house, the Pepsi's in the sink, and I'm like, mm. you know what though? He loves you so much though that he still gets Coke also he when does. he knows you're coming. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I have the best grandparents. That is for sure. He loves me enough to have that Coke ready. Me and my dad actually, because my dad prefers Coke as well. That's but yeah, true, anytime yeah. I'm at a restaurant and I'm like, I want Coke, and they're like, we have Pepsi. Is that okay? Absolutely not. It's not okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. Give me a Dr. Pepper then. Yeah, you got to get something else then. Yeah. All right, well, I'll keep going with these notes. This kind of has to do with the club, but this is really just throughout the whole movie. Just how much people smoke. Now, I know this was just a thing back then, mm-hmm. especially in the 70s. Yeah. Everyone was just crushing cigarettes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, multiple packs a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... I feel like with a lot of these older movies, even probably this one, so this is filmed in, maybe filmed the year before, 92, I don't know, or 93. But even then, and definitely before then, I would say, but I was wondering in this movie, I was wondering if, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if when they smoke cigarettes in this, because you know, now they have, you know, when they're filming, they have these things. Apparently, I've I've listened to some actors talk about it and they say it still tastes pretty bad, but it's like, I don't know what they put in it, but it's... It's like not nicotine. It's semi-healthy for you and it's okay, and it, but it still looks the same when mm-hmm. you're... Um, but a lot of movies I know back in the day, they were just crushing real cigarettes while they're filming. And I was wondering if they were doing that in this. Probably still in the 90s, I would say yes. I would say yeah. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Even they're in just, the 90s, you could still smoke inside. Right. And People everyone were still smoking in restaurants and And stuff. everyone was still smoking all the time. Mm-hmm. So I imagine they just didn't even do fake cigarettes. Everyone was just smoking. For real. Yeah. And like, imagine how many takes you're doing too. Oh, I know. Chain smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, there are some amazing ashtrays in this movie. Oh, man. I mean, the coolest ashtrays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Penn's character, uh, Kleinfeld, has this really thick crystal one on his desk at work and I just wanted to reach into the screen and screen and take it because it's beautiful. I love all those old ashtrays. It was stunning. And the one that had the the gold rim Ooh, going stunning. around. Ooh, stunning. <laughs> yeah. The gold rim one at the end of the movie. Yep. Like in the I think they were in the police officer's office or something like that. The detective That was the best one. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. And the one you just got, where'd you find it? Goodwill. So dope. It was so beautiful. It. Huge one. I had to get it. And then I have one that I love that my mom gave me. Uh, I want to say, I think mom gave it to me. Either that or Meemaw gave it to me. But it was my grandpa's, my mom's dad's mm-hmm. ashtray. I love it. It's so cool. Looking. It is It's a smaller cool. one. But I... I, I should ask them, like, how old it is. I, I, I don't know, but I love like, it. It has, like, these metal claw feet. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. At the bottom, but it's glass on the top. It is a very, very cool piece. The double cross from Bachanga at the end. That was so sad. Puta. Because you like him so much, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That one, I, that, that I, was, I did not pick up on that at all. I, I had no idea. I mean, I felt crushed. Yeah. Being betrayed by him. 
Yeah, that was crazy. That was so. It just shows you in that industry, people are always the looking out for industry. number one the, in the in the in the crime <laughs> industry. You know, you really you trust nobody. Well, yeah, that's you can only trust your own self. It sucks though because he does so much for Carlito, and even at the end, like he's he's trusting you, like hey. Yeah. Get her to the train station. Yeah. You know, wait from or wait with her there mm-hmm. until I get there. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. You have no suspicions about him at all. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. So sad. And, you know, and he just takes a bullet immediately. Like he thinks that he's getting paid to, to uh, betray his friend. Right. And then he just gets killed doing it. There's no, oh, what's that saying? You don't get glory from backstabbing your friends. People that have your back, you right. get yours in the end. Yeah. You do. That's just that's just a common thing with all these kind of movies, these crime noir type movies. You can't trust anyone and then what ends up happening is, or you will do the job, you finish it, and then they still end up killing you anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So just uh, don't do it. Don't get, don't get into that business. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a business you can leave whenever you feel like it. No, I think he even has a line in the movie where he mentions that. Yeah. There's a line you cross where you don't go back. Yep. Oh, I love the line. Maybe you wrote it down. I don't remember how he said it, but where Carlito was talking to uh, Kleinfeld and he says like, hey, you're not a, what was he? Was he a lawyer? Kleinfeld? Kleinfeld? Yeah, he was a lawyer. He's like, hey, you're no, you're no longer a lawyer. You're mm-hmm. you're a gangster. You're a gangster. I love that line. The yeah. way he's, he's like, you're done. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you, you can't go back. You're a gangster now. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this was also the beginning, kind of, and yeah, it was at the beginning. Uh, also in the club uh, with uh, Carlito and Kleinfeld. Mm-hmm. This was so funny, and I just loved it. Uh, both of them at the bar, just being homies, having a heart to heart with the two ladies just sitting next to them. Oh, just like, yeah. come on. Like they were like, you know, they were there like, to get women, right and they here. ended up just. <laughs> They're like, we're right here. <laughs> they ended up just confiding in each other and hugging on yeah, each they other. Yeah, they were just they yeah. were having a heart to heart. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yep. That's what's sad also is they Bros were homies. Before. They were homies and those. They are. They were homies and sad. Mm-hmm. The suspense in the last scene with the chase happening mm-hmm. and him trying to make the train station. I was just like, I could not get comfortable in my seat watching it. I was just like, oh, freaking out. That was done so well. It was. It was very, very good. <laughs> let me uh, let me shout those out now. So two great shots in the movie. Uh, again, this just has to go with Brian De Palma's style. He just uh, does some really cool things with the camera. So that one, the one at the end, uh, when they're at the... It is the Grand Central Station, right? That's what it looks yes. like, I'm assuming, yeah. That's what it looks like. Uh, yeah. yeah, through all that, not the whole thing, but... He does a very long uh, one take shot. Ember, I pointed out to yeah, you. Yeah, it was one scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't they didn't cut it all for a while. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, I love it when they do that. That's Me too. Like in one take. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, the other shot I wanted to mention that was just really unique that I loved was uh, uh so when <clears throat> Carlito's sitting around. This is the one at the end. I pointed this one out to you too. Yeah, when they're having that little with the Italians. I don't remember their names. Yeah. So sitting at the table. And the camera, so it's a full, it's a shot of a, of a full, like, low 360 pan around them. Yeah. That was so cool. That was really, a really cool shot. Really unique, Just kind yeah. of um, rotating around the table. But it was, like, low. It was, like, yeah. it, it was, like. They sat in a circle, and the camera was in the middle, and it kept, it was just rotated. But it'd be, like, the camera. Yeah, yeah, like, the cameraman was basically, like, the, he would have to be, like, pretty like low to the ground. Like, on the table, almost. But well, it was pretty low. That. Yeah, he'd yeah. be low to the ground. Yeah. And then, because it was up, you know, it was pointed up at them. Mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, kind of slowly It was panning. just giving the illusion like that if somebody were looking up from where the table mm-hmm. height is. Yep. And yeah, it was very cool. Basically, the premise of this movie is that Carlito is out of jail and he wants to do the right thing, but he is he feels like he's indebted to Kleinfeld because he gets him out of jail from his 30-year sentence, so he only did five years. And he kind of spends the his time making back some money, um, doing favors for Kleinfeld, but then we learn that Kleinfeld's just a dirty guy, and and he he tried to set up Carlito as well. And so Carlito and his girl Gail, they find out that she's pregnant, and he's like, "Let's just go, let's just flee," you know. And he's trying to make the train to meet her so that they can just leave and start a new life. And when he gets to the train station after escaping these mob guys, he gets shot by freaking Benny Blanco. Benny Blanco, you don't see him for a while at this Mm -hmm. point. The guy that he had, you know, beef with in the beginning. And he just shows up after Pachanga kind of lures him there, gives him a tip that he's going to be there before he leaves. And he just gets shot and dies. And as he's being wheeled away, like to the hospital, because he's still kind of alive on the way to the hospital, he looks up at a sign that says, Escape to Paradise, Mm -hmm. which I thought was like, putting like the bow on the present because of the club that he was running called the paradise essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me talk about that now. The ending I thought was perfect the way they ended it. It was very good. And then it went into that sign, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That you mentioned. Yeah. And then started animating and then it ended on that shot. The ending was, yeah. So my, my note for that though. So I thought the ending was beautiful, but not only that, the line that Al Pacino says at the end, I thought was actually, I don't know. It was pretty, it's pretty heartfelt. I was surprised by this line. Okay. From him. Well, the first part of it was funny. He was saying basically like his last words, right? Right. And he was saying the last of the Mo Ricans. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> but then he says right after this, which I thought was just, I was surprised he said this. I thought it was really good was he says that his son will be the new and improved. Yes. Carlito Brigante. Uh-huh. That was cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. But these kind of movies, though, it's like a lot of these, you know, it's it's these kind of movies don't have happy endings. <laughs> I know. There's <laughs> no happy know. ending when you're in the mafia. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But at least, you know, she gets out. We'll Kleinfeld have, uh, gets his and so does Pachanga. Yep. And we'll have uh, Carlito Brigante Jr. I'm imag- I imagine she's going to name him. Well, yeah, absolutely. Know? So although she calls him Charlie in this movie. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I, I know, guess is it that... is the Americanized way of saying Carlito. Is it? Okay. I guess. I, I, honestly, I have no idea. I was wondering about that, yeah. That's it for my notes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right, I got a couple more. Okay. This is probably the only one we've done so far that I've had more notes than you. Yes, this is the first that time you sense, have though. more notes. Yeah, you liked it a lot I more I liked it more than you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in general, yeah, you always have a lot more notes than I me. do typically yeah um so I'm just I, one of my notes is just that pool party looked lit oh my god <laughs> dude that, that was, was so funny when um oh when he goes off Kleinfeld goes off on that guy <laughs> dude that was <laughs> that was such a good scene but just people the way, are eating here go inside yeah. like oh man I was it's like go inside like yeah go inside like a normal person yeah, yeah yeah that was so cool just the way the camera pans around it too I'm like dude this is I mean, there's a lot of cocaine going on, but still, besides that, it's like, just look like a good time, though. Looked like a really fun party. Yeah. yeah. And this is this dude's second house. I know. You look at his, like, like really? little apartment that he has in New York, and then he has this beach house with a yacht. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, this would be my main house. Are you joking? Yeah. I'd sell that stupid apartment in New York. But, you know, he works there, so I get it. Yeah, and in New York, it's like, well, it's different in 1975, but still. Imagine today how much he's paying for that apartment in New York. Yeah. And then how much he's paying. Disgusting amounts. Yeah. For that penthouse apartment. He's paying as much for that place as he is his massive other house. It's ridiculous. In New York, it's just, it's insane. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, why? I have a question. If yeah. anybody is listening to this podcast that lives in New York City and you have a closet for an apartment that you pay two grand for every month or more, three grand, I don't know what you all, play, all pay. I know it's outrageous. It is, why yeah. do you do that? Why do you do that to yourself? Is it just because you like, I mean, I guess it would have to be you just like New York living and yeah. all the stuff that's around you. And I don't hate New York. There is some really cool areas of New York for sure. But I would, ne- I would never want to live there, though. Absolutely not. No. We've talked need, about that. I don't Any- need to dump that much money to yeah. live in a place where I can reach both arms out and touch both sides of my apartment. Because mm-hmm. I see some of those apartments where it's just so tiny. It's literally like one room. It's like this studio here mm-hmm. that we're in. And their beds and their shelves and everything's just on top of everything. And ugh, that sounds awful. It's not for me. Have you been in New York? I yes. can't remember. If you, okay, yeah. you have. Yeah, I have too. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, it was cool. I like I like certain parts of it, but yeah, it's just. And you and I have talked about this. Any major city like that, we would never want to live there. No thanks. It's yeah. like even DC. No. No. Yeah. You know, Chicago, right? LA. No. I would never live in Chicago. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to live in Chicago. You You'd could have tell to me. Pay a lot. <laughs> you could tell me. Here's a house. We'll pay for you to live here. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, honestly, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate from the people that love New York. I could never visit New York City again and I'd be okay. You know, I went and I saw, I did things, you know, the touristy things in New York City. You went to Times Square and everything? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. You know, Mm -hmm. I rode the, what is it? The, not the Metro in New York. It's the, right? It's something else. The subway. Okay. Yeah. I rode the subway, did some shopping, you know. And it was, yeah. I mean, I, cl- I clutched my purse the whole time because. <laughs> yeah, you never know. In you New never York, know. Yeah. There's just, it's crazy. Literally, the city that never sleeps. The party never stops in New York. Mm-hmm. It was just exhausting to me. I mean, and you have to be that way in any major city. I mean, yeah. You have to be that way around here in mm-hmm. D.C. Yeah. You especially have to be that way in Baltimore. Bar- Baltimore mm-hmm. is like one of the. Oh, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it one of the most unsafe, like unsafe places in America? Oh, oh yeah. Right. It's up oh, there. Oh, it's up there. Yeah. Baltimore is but again, very scary, the, very, the bad parts of it. Yeah. Right, but there's some very beautiful areas too, like mm-hmm. where we went like from my the, bachelor party, yeah. Inner oh, Harbor yeah. and mm-hmm. everything Inner Harbor is it. amazing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, everywhere else in Baltimore is... There's some cool other spots, but yeah, there is. Uh, it's, it's just like any any city where it's like you go you go down one street, you're like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, literally right next to it, it's Sus. like this. Yeah, the scariest. <laughs> Immediately, lane. and then you go again, you're like, oh, we're fine. And then you get, you know, it's yeah. just it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I used to work in D.C. and even scarier for me, I was a sales rep in D.C. that had thousands of dollars of merchandise that I would carry around just by myself walking the streets of DC going to my appointments and yeah I don't envy anybody that lives there in these cities I just mm-hmm. it's not for me yeah more power to you there's downsides and upsides to mm-hmm. it just like anywhere else yeah yeah all right I'll men- yeah I'll mention this now so I want to mention Steph is the girl I was talking about so she's played oh. by 
Ingrid Rogers. I looked her up too. Let me see. I don't think I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't uh, see too much that I would have recognized or, or seen her in anything, but. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just shout out to her. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> actually my note is, so Steph, my note is, uh, Steph just saying Carlito, maybe, uh, go with her, not Gail. <laughs> that's my note. <clears throat> yeah. Just personally, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just say that. <laughs> You've said a lot. I liked her outfits. Yeah. She also had the hoops. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She's right. funny. She's funny too. Yeah, she was. But hey, uh, Kleinfeld went for her though. Yeah, he did. And she's for some reason, <laughs> I guess because he's got a lot of money. Yeah, he's got a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, she played along. For a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. My last note. So this is about the uh, the jewelry. Oh, yeah. So my note is, I appreciate that Carlito and I have the same ice. The gold watch, the gold chain. And the gold bracelet. Mm-hmm. The trifecta. Yeah. So shout out to him. Yeah. You wear it better. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I noticed even, especially the uh, the gold chain bracelet he's wearing. I think it's like almost exactly like mine. Yeah. Very similar. The Cuban links. Mm-hmm. And then my other note is just also he. I don't have this personally, but his black trench coat is, is dope. Oh man. That was sick. So cool. Yeah, I want one of those. Yeah. I love a good trench coat. You got to find the right one though, because I feel like sometimes trench coats can be creepy too on men. Don't you think? I it's think like you got to find the right one. I think it depends on the man too. Okay, wearing it. Yeah, I guess so. You know, like a Burberry trench. Yeah, true. On a model or on I mean you, specifically, it looks really good. I mean specifically, like a black trench coat, right? Even, you, even so, because you know, like a lot of businessmen, they ha- they wear the suit. And then they have the trench coat over it, but yeah. not always a black one, you know, they'll have just, yeah. you know, uh-huh. especially back then, you know, right? Like, and even before that, you know, we've, one of my favorite shows, Mad Men, which you've seen some of, you haven't mm-hmm. seen all of it yet. Yeah. But you know, Don Draper, that's especially back in that time too, you know, in the fifties and sixties, that was every day. Or even if you weren't going to work, you'd have your nice outfit on, whether it be a suit or a little more casual. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have your trench coat over top always. Like even in the summer, which I'm like, oof, Ugh. but I'm going to do it. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would do away with the hats. The hats, though. That's uh, what I was gonna say. Yeah. I was like, if you're rocking a black trench coat and a fedora, different time though. They would always do it back then, but no, I would not do that. Not now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Let's uh, let's stop with the fedoras altogether. And while on that topic of hats, that I just wish would. Stop. Mm, you're going to alienate some people with this. I maybe. am. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this next statement because <laughs> this is very trendy right now. It is. And I'm not saying you all look bad in them. It's okay. It's just not your, it's not your thing. I cannot stand a straight brim hat. Like the women that wear like the big mm-hmm. straight brim. And you know, baby girl, I like to consider myself a girl's girl. If you love wearing them, do your thing, girl. Yeah, for sure. If you feel better in them, wear it. I support you. Oh, I just don't like them. Yeah, I know. They're not my favorite either. Not because <laughs> I look bad in them. I just don't. I just don't like it. I just The thing like about it. Claudia is, is she can pretty much pull off anything, especially glasses. That's also your line of work. But honestly, you have so many and all of them that you put on. I guess it also has to do with your facial structure it's just you can wear any type of glasses because i mean you even said with me a lot of people can't i can't wear every type of frame Mm -hmm. but you can you know yeah it does depend on your facial structure 100 percent. and my mom is the same way so i definitely got that from my mom like any any frame we put on it's it's like 
Yeah, you all look good in all of them. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. But yeah, maybe let's like knock it off a little bit or or don't. I don't, you know, whatever makes you happy, babe. Yeah. With what you're wearing. Just know if I were president, I would <laughs> ban them. That's all I'm going to say. That's about. your first motion. It's like that uh, meme of Trump when he's signing things into office and he's showing it to the press, you know, in his in the Oval Office and people are clapping. That's my first thing. Straight brim hats. We're having America's having bonfires tonight and we're throwing all of them in there. Thick Latinas will not be deported. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> all right. You have anything else before we get into trivia? I do not. All right. So good trivia this time? There's some uh, there's some good ones. I was wondering some about interesting this. ones. Okay, I was wondering about this one because like I was saying up top, this movie this is this movie's a big deal. It you is. Know? Mm-hmm. So I, I I was wondering if there would be a lot of trivia with it or not. But that's not always the case. Yeah, there's a there's a few, yeah. Okay. Definitely. So the first one, like I always do, IMDB, reading these off of the trivia section of IMDB. Al Pacino had difficulty with his scenes with Jorge Porcel, who played Sazo, the club owner. The actor, although he made 50 films in Argentina, spoke no English and learned his lines phonetically. So the the big guy in the club that was the original owner of the club, he did not speak English at all. So all of his lines were kind of like... Okay. You know, and you could tell. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's very uh, broken mm-hmm. English. So Al Pacino had trouble. Yeah, it was hard to act with him because... Any he, of those scenes, he yeah. He just didn't... There was a language barrier mm-hmm. in their scenes. Uh, this next one is going to probably answer your question on why Al Pacino specifically asked for Penelope Ann Miller. Al Pacino and Penelope Ann Miller became romantically involved during filming. Mm, that happens a lot. Miller spoke publicly about their romance in interviews, but Pacino was in a relationship with with, with uh, Lindahl Hobbs at the time. Oh. Pacino attended the film's premiere with Hobbs and avoided Miller entirely at the premiere. Wow. Savage. Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, that's not cool. (laughs) Hey, guy, what's up? Yeah. What you doing? Hey, guy, stop. Hey, guy, (laughs) stop. Chew doing. (laughs) Chew doing. (laughs) Chew doing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And Penelope, if you knew he was with Hobbs at the time and you were still messing around, you're just as much guilty. Right. It's not just him. Yeah, it's her too. You are not a girl's girl. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the the, pers- uh, the woman he was actually with, was she, is she an actor also? Uh, Lindahl Hobbs, yes. Okay. So he was probably, I wonder if they acted together before. Known for Saturday Night Live, oh, okay. Hollywood Mom, and Back to the Beach. I don't really know her very yeah, well d- looking name, at her. Name doesn't sound familiar yeah, to me. Yeah, but I mean, she was cute back then. There's pictures of her and Pacino in this here. Uh, but yeah, regardless, not mm. cool. Yeah, not cool. Yeah. Then this is interesting. The name of Carlito's nightclub is El Paraíso. The same name as the food stand that Pacino's character operated in Scarface. There it is. Okay. I was wondering if there was a Scarface connection. There. Yeah, there is a... Okay. It's pretty cool. Nice. Al Pacino originally wanted to grow a ponytail to play Carlito, but when he visited East Harlem, he saw that none of the men wore their hair that way. So glad he didn't go with that. Yes. 
We are all happy that he didn't go with that. He's got good hair in this. Yeah, he does. He's got yeah. great hair in this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad he did not go with the ponytail. That would have been horrible. John Leguizamo turned down the part of Benny Blanco four times. He finally really? took the role after Brian De Palma allowed Leguizamo to improvise many of his lines. That's surprising because you think he would... John Leguizamo was a pretty big actor, even like especially then. Mm. And you think that he would want to work with Brian De Palma. Like that's a big director. It sounds like it had something to do with maybe his speaking parts in the original script. Because mm. if he allowed him to improvise his lines, maybe he had a problem with the things he was going to say originally. Yeah, maybe. Also, just a quick tangent. Uh, if anyone knows, because I was wondering this, is uh, did the producer, Benny Blanco, get his name after uh, this character from this oh, movie? Oh, yeah. I was wondering about that. I don't know. because Or is that his... There's no way that's his real name, right? The producer, like, that's where he just goes I by, I mean, I right? guess it could be. Maybe, yeah, maybe his parents were just big, big fans of this movie. Maybe. Anyway, if anyone knows, let us know. Filmbanterpod at gmail.com. It was Sean Penn's idea to shave a receding hairline into Kleinfeld's head. I was wondering about this because Sean Penn also has great hair. He does. And he intentionally wanted to just ruin it. It's funny. I think he just, I think he wants to give himself challenges when he acts because he he does this a lot. Like he, I feel like he purposely wants to like look weird or just not like he wants to look completely different, different than, than how he, he is. Yeah. Than yeah. what he actually looks. Yeah. Even though he's done a lot of movies where he, yeah. it's just him, but. I mean, he, maybe he does it because he knows he can, you yeah. know, the reach that he has and, mm -hmm. and the different characters he has played so well. Yeah. He's just wanting to kind of stretch his actor muscle. You know what I mean? I think that's what it is, yeah. But, I mean, good good for him. That's really cool that he's able Definitely. to do that so well. Yeah. That's it for trivia. Okay. I wonder how the, the book is. This is based on a book. Yeah. This movie. It is. Mm-hmm. Two books. On, yeah, two books. Yeah. I forget the name of the other book. I think Did I wrote it down? down. It's Carlita's Way and another uh, book as well. Oh, I didn't write it down. Two novels. I just wrote that it's based on two novels. It might be in the... Uh, After Hours by Edwin Torres. Okay. How? Okay, so yeah, the film is adapted from the novel After Hours by Edwin Torres. However, it took the title from Torres's first novel about the rise of crime boss Carlos Brigante so that it would not be confused with Martin Scorsese's New York club-based comedy drama After Hours. Oh. After... Uh, actor... Uh, Rocco Sisto incidentally appears in both this film and the earlier Scorsese film. Hmm, okay. That's funny. Yeah, I, I completely, I didn't even think about that. There is a movie called After Hours. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Yep. So this story, though, is from that book, though, mm -hmm. After Hours. Yes. Not the Carlitos Way book. I guess. They just took the name. Yeah. I'm sure, it, I mean, they might have put taken some from that book, but it seems like it's mostly from the book After Hours. Well, I'm glad you like this movie. At least somewhat, because this is one actually I didn't, wasn't sure if you're going to like that much. And I'd never seen it before either, but just going by the premise of it, you know, I kind of had a feeling of what this movie was going to be like. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you liked it more than, yeah, than it was that, cool. you know? Yeah, it was decent. <laughs> it was decent. <laughs> do you like it, do you like it more than how much I liked Red Eye? Uh, that's such a hard question. I know, you don't really, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. Probably about the same. See, this is good. Like we always say, this is part of the pod. It is. We want to do movies. You know, movies are, are subjective anyway. That's right. So there's going to be some that, and we also want to do ones, whether we've seen them or not, you know, we don't want to do all movies that are just like top tier. Yeah. You know, we want to do ones that. Do some cool, because there's some, you know, 
more like indie films that are really good that not everybody's seen and yeah. hopefully maybe watching some of these movies will get them some exposure if we get a big following of people <laughs> i'm slowly fading you're, you're you're far from the mic now too i know i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay i'm like i keep sinking down into this chair and i'm like mm. i know it's after 10 o'clock yeah it's good though we yeah we got done this i mean this movie was long and then we went right into recording so yeah yeah i think i think we're about done though now right yeah anything else no i don't okay cool well we'll uh we'll do scarface also at some point (laughs) yes we we both have seen that movie i'm sure i've seen that movie more than you for sure i wonder that one i wonder if you'd like that one more or less than this one probably more you think so yeah it's been a long time since I've seen Scarface, but... I you mean, know what? I believe... I got to fact check this because I don't want to be wrong. I believe Michelle Pfeiffer is in it. She is. Okay. Yes. So I know you love her. I love her too. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. My goodness. Mm-hmm. She's so good. We talk about best Batman. There's no competition for best Catwoman. Oh, no. <laughs> None. No. The Batman thing's a little more uh, complicated, but Catwoman, come on. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. There are so many iconic lines from Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman that I say Batman Returns all yeah. the time. I mean, all the time I say those lines. Yeah. You know how many times before I got married to you, I'd come home and I'd be like, honey, I'm home. Oh, I forgot I'm not married. <laughs> I did that all the time. If That's I, great. Especially when I lived alone. Yeah. I would walk into my house and say that. So many good ones. Yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. She's a fox. Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Mm-hmm. But a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. That is one of the best lines in cinema history. That's good. I'm going to say right now. Such a good movie. Didn't Tim Burton direct that one too? Mm-hmm, I believe so. Insane. Yep. This man. Thank you for doing that for us. All right. I think that's about it then. Yeah. Yeah. Check. Uh, we have the pod up now. The pod's been up now. So please, if you can, rate us, write a review, all that. Yeah. Follow us. Turn on notifications. Give mm-hmm. us a review. Mm-hmm. Write one if you're feeling extra nice. Yep. New episode every Wednesday morning at 3 a.m. Email us any corrections or discussion topics that you just want to pick our brains about. That's fine. Or uh, if you have any, um, email us your favorite movie or, or just one you're like, all right, you guys should do this. Yeah. We're open to suggestions yeah. right now. We Phil. care about what you think, fans. Mm-hmm. Filmbanterpod at gmail.com. Let us know. Let us know. All right, Claudia. You ready to sign us off? I am, Jared. Bye.